0: Hello and good afternoon. Welcome along to Aspen Wait Live uh, this lunchtime. We are delighted uh, to be back once again uh, with you. And I am delighted to, that the CEO of Aspen Wait, Mr. Paul Wait, uh, is here with me. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon.
1: I've been a very lucky boy today because I've been practicing my new radio skills with Mr. Chocolate Voice Ben himself, who was like a stern but fir- fair headmaster at the helm. All right, I, teaching me all things radio.
0: I like that stern but fair headmaster. Reminds me of you know you see those films with the headmasters from traditional it, in the in the early twenties and stuff, and they're you know very strict and very professional and proper. All right. And speaking of professional and proper, let's uh, say hello and good afternoon to Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mark Carey. Who's, good afternoon. Who joins us, but just via by, by voice this afternoon um, because. Mm. It gives him just a, something
2: different. I'm a, I'm, I'm actually in my pajamas. That's the reason. Yeah, <laughs> we've got too used to working out of the office. That's the problem. Yeah, you no, a problem with Skype. Te- technology has, has dumbfounded me. I'm afraid on the new, on the, this new laptop. So unfortunately, um, yeah, just got my dulcet tones today, and that's fine for us. We'll we'll accept that.
1: There's a theme building there, isn't there, Ben? But mm. we won't talk to the listeners about the conversation you and i just had no and and mr elton would like to point out that he really does have a personality and he does he does like
0: humor yeah i do absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> humor and galaxy that's what i like that's what you're going to get galaxy yeah, we, and he uh, doesn't
1: eat chicken curva, right? Let's get that straight. I don't.
0: That's. I want to get that really. No.
1: Before you get out starting rumours, I'm about to start. But he does. He was a Rogan Josh man.
0: I'm a Rogan. Oh. Yeah. And if you didn't get the um, link to Galaxy, then please watch our our Friday live stream. It's available on podcast and live stream now. <laughs> we talk all about that there. It's a really good watch actually. It's uh, all about health and well being. So do check that out. Mm. Right. Hello and welcome. If you're listening to on the podcast as well, don't forget you can subscribe to our podcast if you've not done already, and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, we say it every day, it really helps uh, us grow and also you to be able to get the content more easily. And don't forget today, get your comments in as always, Uh, we do want to hear uh, from you on these podcasts and live shows. Before we go on to our subject matter for today, um, which was suggested by Mark last week, uh, there's a little bit of homework for you there, if you can remember what the, I said at the end we'd be talking about. We're going to go on to talk about collaboration in business, but I just want to mention yesterday as we are very current with these live streams and podcasts, and we talked a lot yesterday about any potential announcements, and none were forthcoming yesterday, as you predicted, Paul. Well,
1: because it's happening on Sunday, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing.
1: And I think they're obliged by law to talk on Thursday as well, because that is the three weeks.
0: mm yeah, so nothing nothing doing from yesterday's um conversation around when we would be out of, of how will lockdown end look like what will it look like. We'll talk well, about more later. Well I actually
1: do have some interesting things to report if I if I'm allowed, headmaster. Of course for a you are, yes. Um so um yesterday obviously we saw the lowest number of deaths since the thirtieth of March. Yep. So um reasons to be cheerful part seventeen. Um uh, we we won't go into any any comments about what the media thought about that uh, and the other thing which um was published yesterday um which just highlighted the, the wisdom of the um really call it the show or i don 't really call it the program i saw that was hosted by uh the Nobel the nobel chemistry uh laureate um who who uh, had done some fascinating statistics about about uh deaths etc uh by by age in europe um so it was actually uh published yesterday and i worked out that um 91.9 91.1 percent of all deaths in the uk were people over 65 uh so only 8.9 percent of people that died in the uk have been below 65 and it, it was so, it, it, something like um only 130 people have died who have been less than 30. Yes. So I just thought that's. Uh, and of course, yeah. What the? What I can't, I can't remember the guy's name now, but what what his his point was, was that effectively, um, this was a disease that was primarily, you know, going to kill older people, and to some extent, you know, his 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 whole debate was about the fact that. Uh, a younger person dying had to have a higher social economic cost than an older person dying. If that makes sense, uh, and and of course the true cost of lockdown is, as we've discussed many times, the true cost of lockdown is much greater than day to day statistics. So I think this, you know, to me, it just it just brings home to me that actually if you if you just take this in perspective now if if so we're talking about less than two and a half thousand people, do you seriously think that if two and a half thousand people had died um of some condition uh that that would even be noticed you know yeah so anyway i just thought i just thought that was very interesting
0: it was yeah some really really good points very very relevant Mark. Uh, I know that you weren't on yesterday's show and before we move on very quickly to talk about this uh collaboration in business any any thoughts that you have uh on some of those um statistics that paul gave
2: well i i just you know what they say about those damn statistics um <laughs> It's just I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to come out on in the wash uh, on the seventh because we have been promised uh, some form of announcement and I know I've been talking to uh, uh, some of my content content some of my contacts <laughs> uh, yeah, some of my contents yeah in in Spain as well and they've been given a very clear um, view on how they're going to start to um, open up the doors again particularly. Uh, colleague of mine who, who lives and works in ibiza he owns a, a bar out there and of course they've been very worried about that and that and i think they're the way that the the spanish authorities are dealing with it they've they've taken one of the small islands and um they're they're testing it out so they've got like a zero point of, of, of opening some of the venues at 25 percent capacity and then four to six weeks later they're proposing a, a, a one, phase one rather than phase zero so I don't know whether I don't know whether we our government are going to look at what's going on in the rest of Europe and see how that uh, o- opens up or whether we're just going to uh, try and find a way through on our own own merit at the moment. So I'm, I'm keen to hear what they say on Thursday or as Mr. Waite quite po- rightly points out on Sunday when we get some some updates. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more
0: as the week goes on. As we said, um, at the very start when we started our shows a number of weeks ago, some of them will be uh, very current and about the, um, the, the lockdown and we'll talk through issues with you and thoughts that you might have and, and others will be about a specific subjects. And today we want to talk about something a little bit different. So we're going to talk about collaboration in business. Mark, it's only fair that you start this because this was a topic that you suggested uh, last week.
2: Yeah, well, I just wanted to, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners have heard of, of, about super chickens. What, what do you know about super chickens, I would ask? Um, and this is something that came to me just recently because um, often I'm, I'm scooting about on, uh, on YouTube to check out TED Talks. Uh, and I stumbled across a TED Talk by Margaret Hefferman um margaret hefferman is a uh, well-known uh, journalist and, and involved in media but now is uh, heads up kind of leadership programs uh she worked for the Bee for about 13 years um now i think she's based in the u.s but anyway it was a great it was a really great ted talk and she, she mentioned this gentleman by the name of uh, william muir who was uh he's de- dedicated his research to uh, super chickens so mm-hmm. he's an e- evolutionary biologist at purdue university in the 90s what he found he was trying to find out how he could get um, better egg producing hens and and in the environment of the of the chicken coop you've got and this is obviously where the pecking order comes from um, you've got the the super chickens they're the ones that that, that keep everyone in order and keep themselves <laughs> at, at the top of the the coop um so over a period of time he started segmenting the super chickens and the, the, uh, the more kind of relaxed chickens to see what would happen. <laughs> and what he found out eventually, when, when, once he got through a number of generations, I think it was six generations of reproduction in the end, the, the test group of super chickens basically had pecked each other almost to death, uh, weren't really laying any eggs, and were, were bare as well, no, <laughs> no feathers, a sorry-looking state. And the, the other chickens that were used to being kind of pecked had settled into their own space. They started to work together. They were more productive. They were, they were, they were laying eggs at, at a rate of knots. So, and this, was you know, and, and basically the, the correlation here, Margaret Hefferman was saying, you know, you can correlate that to what goes on in business sometimes. And we're very fortunate in, in Aspen Waite that we've got forward-thinking, you know, senior management team. Mr. Waite, as the founder of, of the business, has always been very forward-thinking about collaboration and working. And And the phrase that came out, and I've again, since then, I've been looking at this, and I'd, I'd it'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, this idea of social capital and human capital, rather than us looking at capital in its normal sense. And there was an, in, in reading up on human capital, so human capital, all those things that make us human beings, that bring bring our uniqueness to the table, knowledge, skills, talents, abilities, experience, intelligence, wisdom, all those things that you are, are kind of almost intangible in some ways, but have a tangible manifestation. Uh, and the point of human capital and social capital, and this was the bit that, that jogged me, most capital is depleted by use. So if you think about finance in terms of the the, the general sense yeah. of capital, and Paul, your background in economics I'm sure you can comment on. But human capital is the only thing that it isn't depleted. In fact it's depleted by its non use. Use it you know, if you if you don't use it you lose it. So I'm just interested to see what people think about this, you know, particularly in the space we're in now, we're working in different ways. Maybe people have got more autonomy about the way they work in business. I don't know. I I suspect so because they're working in their own environment, literally a physical environment. So for me, collaboration has always been part and parcel of the way I work, flat hierarchies that, you know, working in collaboration, people getting the best out of them. I just thought it was an interesting subject right now. And I wonder what, you know, maybe our our listeners and viewers uh, might have a comment on that about have they seen changes in their business do they see changes that need to happen and i know that we paul i know that you've been thinking more and more about the structure of our business and the way we can move forward and collaborate in different ways
1: yeah i'm not sure sh- I'm, I'm struggling a bit to um to, to totally understand uh the super chicken and the collaboration uh theme but um uh rising above that so i don't know is, is the point that the um the non-super chickens collaborated is that is that a point exactly you're making? exactly yeah without without
2: uh, without them be- so they became more productive without being pecked so even yeah,
1: so even though they were not the dominant chickens they they actually triumphed because they were collaborating
2: correct correct uh, okay um
1: yeah but i i i you know you know you know i i i um i'd say i think you could make a you could make a a a comment that aspen success or aspen itself was was built around the whole concept of collaboration Mm. um i don't think that's a a a ridiculous thing to say i mean i think we get collaboration as well as anyone can get Mm. and i think i remember um i remember without um being too specific in case these people are listening to the program (laughs) i actually remember i was very friendly with a a company in london that actually had the word collaboration in it and i remember quite soon into the relationship with them actually thinking that that i understood collaboration much better than they did Mm -hmm. so although they were holding themselves out to be the experts in collaboration i don't think they were uh in everyday practice putting it into into you know real business practice say in the way that we naturally were an asper weight you know Mm. so i think just i think i think it's um it just it to me it just makes total sense i also refer to it i used to refer to it as the piece of the pie formula uh so if you about i used to do a i used to have a slide where desperate dan was standing up with his cow pie and and i used to sort of make a joke about me being desperate dan you know and um and of course you know what the point is is that um say a quarter of desperate dan's pie uh is is much bigger than just a little chicken and mushroom pie that you buy in the supermarket you know Mm. so so the whole point is what would you rather have would you rather have a quarter or something much bigger or all of something very narrow you know and Mm. i've always i've always felt that you're better off having a smaller part of something much much bigger for instance so you know the, the benefits of collaboration are well enormous and all for there to see you know basically by collaboration you can be you can be stronger stronger uh have greater reach have more clout uh and obviously people coming together with different skills can 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 uh, present themselves with a more diverse and more powerful offering so
0: mm. yeah you know totally totally with you there chap i want to ask um first of all um, mark and then i'll come on to paul just about a, a, an example for anybody listening that's interested a real life example with uh, collaboration from you mark that y- you know you've done and has actually proved i know that you've just talked about that that theory and mm. and how it works but can you give us a real life example of, of something that's, that's actually re- reflects that
2: yeah, certainly. I, I think, I mean, I can think of some some general um, client-based collaboration, actually. So, for example, um, a client that I was introduced to through the Aspen White Network uh, came to us. His backgrounds in manufacturing, and um, I spoke to him about, originally about R&D, I think. Uh, and now, you know, and then I got to understand a little bit more about his business, Um, And then in speaking to um, somebody else I knew that was involved in uh, energy procurement, um, I was able to make the introduction. Now, on the face of it, that's just a straightforward introduction. Absolutely. But then once the two individuals and the businesses started to to work together in a broader sense, completely new projects started to evolve out of that and then it became another a a three-way conversation again because they started to elaborate on on how they could support each other and collaborate which then brought me back into the conversation so well actually what you're doing there is you're you're researching another form of and develop and looking to develop uh, something else that's going to be more efficient for both of your businesses so there's a direct comparison to what we do right now but i'd also i'd go back to number of points in my in my past. Now, as an independent consultant many moons ago, um, I was involved with uh, the formation of an LLP when, when the whole cleantech um, uh, sort of market was opening up. And uh, through my connections in the cleantech space, we were obviously introduced to people in local authority and, and schools in particular. And so we'd gone in to talk to, to schools about how we could support them with their energy management uh, and there was a very forward thinking gentleman uh, within West Sussex County Council at the time. And he was adamant that uh, if we were going to make changes, then we needed to to instrumentally work, work for education. So, so we'd gone in there talking to him from a talking to to the potential client from a commercial perspective. And then because this gentleman had started to create something at a very base level, which was about educating young people about f- fully understanding sustainability and what a sustainable future might look like. He was then bringing in real life examples of, of and commer- people from the commercial sector to come in and talk to, to, to those young people. So the engage program evolved out of that purely through collaboration, collaboration of academics, um, from, from the commercial sector and also from the, from the kind of third sector, if you like the, uh, um, not not the charitable but the social social enterprise sector as well. So again just from you know coming in from three different angles you know one is purely commercial one also about trying to reduce carbon footprint in those early days but educating about sustainability and that evolved into i think there was eventually there was a um a BTEC in in sustainability that evolved from that. So that if we hadn 't collaborated in those, on that, in that approach in those early days, if we hadn 't come together and shared our experiences those human those elements of human capital I mentioned earlier, the knowledge skills, talents and wisdom uh, if we hadn't that 's the unique recipe that allowed that particular thing to evolve and as we sit here now on the, you know the, the emerging 21st century and everything we know about potentially. What, what we need to do to fix things from a sustainable perspective, the young, younger generation that are coming through are accessing tools that we designed 10, 15 years ago through that element of collaboration. Yeah, it's a really interesting example of um, of, of what you were talking about at the beginning and, and
0: how that would um, would work. And I th- what I would like to do now when I put this to Paul is just bring this back to Aspen Way. You know, we, mm. we, this is something okay. that we're very an area that we're particularly strong in and I know that you're very passionate about. And and I guess for me to ask you for, for a real life example um, would probably be difficult because there's so many um, mm-hmm. things that you've been, been involved in and probably at the moment are involved in as far as collaboration, because it's quite a wide ranging word when we talk about that.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, and I'd, I'd be interesting to get Mark view on this, but I think you could even argue that the employer-employee relationship was collaboration, couldn't you? Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. think I think um, I, I I I but I use different words with with employer-employee. I tend to call it a bargain. <laughs> Each side <laughs> is making a bargain with the other. Yeah. You see know what yeah. I mean? You strike a bargain with the other and what should happen is the employer should be loyal to the employee and the employee should be loyal to the the employer and so on and so forth you know um i mean the most obvious um example of collaboration in aspen wake would probably be the action coach relationship Mm -hmm. um so we i don't know probably four years ago now we we concluded a Working agreement, I suppose you'd call it a working agreement with Action Coach, who are the world's largest, uh, I believe, are the world's world's largest coaching firm, which just to be clear on coaching, we're talking here about mentoring, mentoring, you know, human skills, business development type coaching. Uh, They have I think they might have as many as 300 Mm. um, individual coaches in the UK now. Um, It's quite an interesting model uh it's 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 uh, set up all across the world and the individual coaches i think have to pay as much as 60,000 pounds for their franchised area uh and um so basically what we concluded with them was uh a, a, an agreement which of course you know cannot be in itself exclusive you can't make people do this but effectively an agreement where individual coaches Uh, were motivated to introduce uh, R&D tax credits for Aspen Wake to their clients and what I can tell you is uh, I I still feel that we um, are only scratching the tip of the iceberg probably is that I believe I'm right in saying that we were the first partner of Action Coach in their history that generated a million pounds of revenue Mm. so um, it, it tends to go up and down actually the the action coach referrals um, but it certainly at its peak um you know I would have said probably the action coach referrals would be uh so certainly the single biggest um, source of new business from uh a network member if we can call it that so it's it's a very good example of uh t- where two organizations. Uh, can turn around and say well you know we're really good at this you're really good at that to some extent I suppose if you look at where is there a link well the action coaches want to give the best service they can to their clients so do we Uh, they're not experts in tax therefore Mm. uh, they can they can now give best advice by promoting um, R&D tax credits And, and of course the other thing which came out of I've said many times, which came out of the collapse of the Business Growth Service, which was part of the DTI uh, initiative across the United Kingdom, Mm. was that all the funding that used to be, all the government funding that used to be available to businesses for things like leadership training, strategy training, mentorship, all these sort of things, employee development programs, they all went. And I think the smart coaches realized that actually the only way or the best way to recreate something like that was if they could turn around to a client and say, Hey, our mates at to Aspen wake can get you 20 grand. Then, then it became much easier to sell them a 12 grand coaching package, for instance.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's a re- really good example of, um, of that collaboration happening. And as I mentioned, it's something that we do particularly well. And that happens, uh, for, with a number of different, uh, partners, um, Mark, it's a very interesting um, subject, and I, I just want to take it on a, a little bit further. And I want to try and bring in um, uh, media as as an example. When we talk mm. about collaboration, we I mentioned just then there's so many different ways that you could look at that. And Paul even said there's different words that he used. I love the analogy of the, the employer and the employee, yeah. which I think, again, yeah. we do really well. Um, but we, we look at the, 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 the media element that, that we're all involved in. Um, and actually... There's, a, there's collaboration there, isn't there? When you look at media in different industries, which we're, we're doing with Aspen Way, it, it's, it's, it's all part of a, a similar thing.
2: Yeah. I, I think, me, again, the, even the phrase media, and can I just, just pick, I, I just must say, I must applaud Paul for his, his reference there to the bargaining. I like that. You know, this, this idea, sorry to just digress ever so slightly, I will answer the question. <laughs> yes. But this, this idea of the, the old form of hierarchy in a business you know that that that's going to devolve in of its own accord. A flat hierarchy where people are collaborating and there's more of a bargaining and understanding. Um, I think that also gives people more ownership, and 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 that hopefully will link into what I'm talking about with media. You know, pe- people now I think have a, and I'm going I'm generalising, so you know feel free to pick me up on this, but I do believe huh. that be- because of social media and because of the way we interact, people have a keener sense of ownership of their their own identity in their space. Now, some people reinvent themselves and use social media to to reinvent themselves. You know, we've, we've only got to look at um, some of the influencers on on uh, YouTube, for example, at the moment. But media has, has evolved. In in the past, we always saw media as you know, media print or or radio or television or film, whatever it might be, documentary making. The the lines have all blurred, and it's very interesting. So we've got collaborations. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would have thought that the you know, one of the, the the biggest media stars in the world would be a 13-year-old um, young man that that gives makeup tips. But you know, he that that that's the YouTube world that we inhabit. There are there are young people, Dan TTM, for example, or PewDiePie, who <laughs> play games for a living. They play they play online games on YouTube mm-hmm. now. Six years ago, if I'd have gone, if me and Paul were sitting in the office and I said, do "You know, I've got a great idea, Paul. Hmm. Let's start, let's start playing Minecraft, right?" and I reckon we can earn a lot of money at that, Paul would have just booted me up the backside and said, "Get outside, come back in an hours time." But well, then I, you, you don't years- know about
1: that, do you? Hmm.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny, Mark. I'm just going to interject there because actually, um, my nephew who's six years old. Um, when I went last saw him, which was obviously a while ago, he, I, I said, yeah. what do you, you want to do? And he said, uh, my brother said, tell, him what, tell Uncle Ben what you want to do. And he said, I want to be, yeah. be a YouTuber, and I want to um, yeah. do my, my own Minecraft channel. Mm-hmm. So six
2: years old. Yeah. yeah so so the, the lines of media are blurred. So uh, another interesting thing that was seen uh, is a game which, again, some of our, uh, well, it doesn't matter how old you are, but uh, some of our gamer listeners, there's uh, a game called Fortnite, which is huge. Uh, you know, multi-million players across the world, uh, and there was a a, a musical artist, uh, B artist, I can't remember the gentleman's name now, but um, they they used the game as the platform to launch the song. So that's the first time that's happened. This is a record label and artist. the The first um, showing of that, they received thirteen in twenty minute a twenty minute segment. They received thirteen million views. In a 20 minute segment of that of that particular um song so this is the point you know collaboration across the board you've got music influencing games you've got games influencing movies you've got movies influencing uh influencing television and you've got television and general media influencing the general public so media is evolving at such a rate and it can be used in the right way as well to tell your story because the technology has evolved in such a way that we can access it now again 10 or 15 years ago when i first you know dipped my toes into uh, media to buy the kit was hugely expensive and even then it would fall over because the programming wasn't correct you know in terms of the software uh, and here we are now, you know, if you look at what we're doing with, with Aspen Wake, Aspen Wake Radio, Aspen Wake Media, incredible strides forward that we, you know, would have cost an arm literally an arm and a leg. I'm not discounting the fact there's still a cost attributed to it, of course. But the the potential revenues that can be earned on these new media platforms is astronomical, Ben.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good point you make, Paul. Do you, do you want to come in at all on that?
1: yeah the only thing, yeah the only thing um uh i thought i ought to say is is uh, i didn't really refer- i didn't really make any reference or, or or feedback on um uh mark's comments about social capital and um if i if I, if i of again if i repackage that and and call it non pecuniary or something you know mm. non monetary uh, mm. assets i think um one of the this is just my opinion and I I, I don't want to sound sort of superior when I say this. Mm. Um, I think one of the things that a really good marketeer gets is, is that really good marketing isn't necessarily driven by money Mm. or, um, a conscious, uh, objective of, of generating money as a result of it.
3: Mm.
1: So I think one of the things that I think I do very well, for instance, is, um so if you if you if you were to if you were to observe me on my friday uh appearances on gb expos um uh show for instance you know i adopt a very sort of community um a community uh friend uh attitude you know um we're we're here for you you can talk to me about anything and i think um that becomes very powerful And of course, you know, one of the other things that crossed my mind when you were talking about that, Mark, was Mm. one of the points that I keep making all the time about this whole COVID-19 situation Mm. is I don't feel that the government, for instance, properly takes into account. So one of the things I think I get, which may be partly down to my training, is that Decisions are not just monetary decisions. You make decisions on a cost-benefit analysis that can be. So, for instance, you know, although I am um, very much um, a wealth creator, uh, a market-driven person, mm. I also, for instance, believe that let's say, let's say, for instance, um, uh, a business in the UK that's in an important uh, important sector uh, is in danger of going bust it's not just a case of looking at that and saying, "Ah, oh, we don't want to give these people 53 million pounds because, you know, that's not what the centre should be doing. What, to my mind, what the what the, the centre should be thinking about is, uh, A, the the wider damage of that business failing, and that's not mm-hmm. just on a national level, it would be uh, at a micro level, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on in the community. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, um, what, what would, for instance, be the, the um, the hidden cost. So, you know, what is what is uh, paying unemployment benefit to 10,000 people going to cost these sort of mm-hmm. things, you know, and I just feel that far too often decisions are made um, in in a narrow space when they should be made in a much more expansive thing, taking into account uh, all the wider costs, such as the one that Mark referred to.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, some r- really important um, points there. I think this is one of those subjects that we usually uh, tackle on this show that we could talk about much, uh, much more, and I'm sure we will in, in future weeks. And certainly something that Paul mentioned to me before um, we went on today was that, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about the current circumstances, We we haven't so much today, but we do, but there will become a time and I think this is a positive message to get across, there will be a time where this will be behind us. And we okay. won't have to talk about this as, as much. And we will continue to do these shows. And, and Paul mentioned to me, you know, there'll be a, a variety of topics that we'll want to cover. Um, so, so please uh, keep watching, keep subscribing, and, and we'll bring you uh, different content each week. And we'd love to hear from you as well. If there's something that you want us to talk about more, if there's a subject that we haven't broached yet. Then please let us know if you want to hear more about uh, this as well. Your opinion really matters. That's why we're here. So uh, do get in touch with us. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, you won't even have noticed that Mark isn't on our screen because you're uh, you're <laughs> listening to us. But you can email podcast at aspen-weight.co.uk and we can um, we can respond to that as well. So yes, plenty to talk about on future shows. We're almost at the point where I will hand over. To Paul to introduce today's song, nearly, nearly, we're nearly there. (laughs) And um, all that remains is for me. I just wanted to mention um, the radio a bit more because we've got Mark on before we go uh, to that point. Mm -hmm. But Mark, we've launched our radio station um, on Friday. Mm -hmm. I know this is something that you're very passionate about as well. Obviously, having uh, radio experience and and having uh, a link to to another radio station it's it's been such an exciting weekend paul and i mentioned on the show yesterday so many messages from people just mm. enjoying the show paul even mentioned a message from somebody who was joining enjoying the show abroad uh, as well mm. on, on our radio it's a wonderful time we've talked about being in media but it's a wonderful time to have launched the station
2: yeah it's extremely exciting and i think there was a sense of last, last tail end of last week i mean i, I guess we've all business owners you know we love what we're doing but you get to the tail end of the week and you 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 start to feel it and uh, i must admit even though i obviously i was aware that we were we had the launch coming up on friday there was a moment i was work plowing through my tasks on friday you know and uh, and there was a moment where i thought ah, oh, we've got the we've got the launch at 4p p.m. I must look and it, and it was really interesting because i quickly jumped on social media to remind a few people and and then i i kept it on you know uh, in the early part of the evening and, and when I got home, I was playing it while I, radio, while mm-hmm. I was doing dinner with, you know, and my little ones were around and there was a real buzz. And I, and I mean that in the sense of I could feel it. Now, maybe that was just me, but – there was a buzz coming back from. There was emails bouncing backwards and forwards. Social media was livening up. It was a great end to the week, and I know that this was the soft launch, and we've got great things on the horizon, Ben. And you know, you've done a, an astounding job, um, and I know you put tons of hard work into it um, to, to get it launched. So congratulations on on doing that as well, and and the, the future for Aspen Wake Radio is is so rosy. And and uh, but it, for me, it was it was definitely that point where it was the the little reminder. And for that to be coming from, from my perspective anyway, for that to be coming from an established business that's saying, it's okay to do things slightly differently, you know. It's okay to take a bit of a risk and try and do something that maybe other people might turn their nose up. Because mm-hmm. there's a there's an intangible, and it comes back to that intangible element, there's an intangible element to this that people need to feel good right now. And um, and again, I'm not going to get into the deeper conversation conversation about why people are feeling the way they are but they are people are, are feeling some frustration and a little bit of you know there's it, it, some inconsistency in messaging so it's great to have something positive it's great to have something that's in, inspiring people and you know and for me you know for me it, the only way is up
0: yeah absolutely um and do baby. yeah
2: yes yes don't That's play Yaz like, now,
1: for goodness' sake! Um, <laughs> no, I hate that. I hate that song. It's, <laughs> it's not. not ever gonna, it's never going to get played by me. I can assure you.
0: It's not on our uh, our current playlist. Just in case <laughs> you're not sure as well, I just wanted to say that um, all you need to do is go to radiocom and it's so so easy to do. It just says uh, play live now, and a, a player will pop pop up, and you'll be able to listen to it. I know these these things seem um, you know c- c- quite irrelevant when you tell people about a radio station, but you, the amount of emails in that i get on a daily basis from all different types of people around work and 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 other people as well that want to know how you listen to things how do i access this webinar how do i listen i think there's so much of it maybe mark at the moment that uh, or in general the way that the world's going that people do need those instructions of how to get to it so all, all, all you need to do is aspenweightradio.com mm-hmm. or go to aspenweight.co.uk and we'll direct you there it's easy paul put my hand up boss yeah that's it i like that now
1: one of the, one of the things i, I think it's very important to say you know talking about um uh when you were just talking about um you know uh you know that um, having a radio station for instance is 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 not necessarily um you know mainstream uh it just occurred to me the perfect song to um to illustrate what we're doing is let me show you the way by the jacksons let yeah. me show you let me show you the way to go so i think what the point is is that um and this is this is very much strategically where i wanted to go so it started out with right we need to give you the best advice okay mm. so we need to give you this, the the single best advice we possibly can uh and then, it, and then then it obviously occurred to me that because trust was a hard-earned thing if somebody that trusted you could go to you for multiple services that had to be a good thing you Mm. know Mm. yeah so um and then i think so then if you go from there and then you think um right uh so if you take me for instance now you know i'm in a in a position uh albeit you know in in a very much in the sme market of being a person so my friday thing is all about isn't it it's all about um passing on 101 million different tips to probably 50 business owners for instance would be typical of my audience and they they're asking me questions about uh a whole range of different things and i think to be able to um present to them in a manner where i can say clearly it's not a case of do what i do do what i say i'm actually doing it do you know what i mean so i think perhaps one of the one of the words would be role model you know mm-hmm. we're 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 not just giving good advice we're saying hey you know we're at we're at we're we're really leading this you know we're at the cutting edge look at what we're doing and i think one of the things which i get a lot of feedback from from the friday shows for instance is people say things like um it's inspiring or inspirational you know um it it's human you know it it's good to see that cuz if 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 you listen to If you listen to my before, I will talk openly and honestly about the fact that, you know, we could we could so easily have failed. Mm. You know, Uh, so I think people people like that, you know, because it's, you know, it's not like you're sitting there with Superman who Superman's not in front of you who can fly to Krypton and back in two seconds. And everything's been easy. The fact is, it hasn't been easy, but,
0: Mm. uh,
1: you know, these people are still there and they're. Um,
0: you know they're really showing us what to do yeah it's uh, they are really good and, and as I said uh, that is a, a great uh, a great talk on a Friday afternoon we hopefully will bring you great talks every day at lunchtime. just before we move on to Paul's uh, song choice I just had a glance over to my uh to my side to look at what the radio uh, our radio station is playing aspen Waite radio and, I, and it just hit me um so the songs that and this, these aren't all in a row but over the next 40 minutes dog days are over beautiful day um is another one which i really like so the dog days are over it's a, it's a beautiful day it's my life by bon jovi proud by heather small and be the one by dua lipa uh, just yeah, sometimes these things go together in a script very nicely from what we're talking yeah. about today so um paul that's uh, my link to you for songs and um okay. the a to z is 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 flourishing on the live streams as it's it will be in the um
1: is, is that what it's doing
0: as it will be in the on the radio shows what have we got for for today
1: so we we've obviously got to r uh so i think i think probably um without checking probably the, the the best band of all time beginning of r is rem um and um i'm, I'm a other on other on sort of a cheery level uh i'm a huge fan of happy shiny people although i know the band themselves hate the song which is very sad i think but i decided ultimately um to, to play a song which i hugely like and i think you do too yeah um and it's by a, a, a guy that's. Um, I don't. I don't. He's almost quite hard to define him. Actually, I don't know what you think. Um, uh, I, I suppose to some extent, Mark Ronson, who we're talking about now, um, Mark Ronson, um, is quite a, a unique figure in music. Insofar as he's not, um, you know, he he never sings himself, for instance. So he's not, you know. Um, He's more like um, a modern-day uh, Phil Spector, mm, maybe. Correct. I mm. don't know if that's a good way of putting it. Um, so I think probably to some extent Mark Ronson will always be synonymous with Amy Winehouse. Uh, I think, you know, Amy Winehouse, uh, you know, every, probably everything she did was 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 a result of – that was my perception anyway. Mm-hmm. But Mark Ronson is, 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 is then, you know, I think one of the things it's always good, as you know, when I think about uh, an artist is I I like people to be quite diverse. You know, so it's, I don't like to see sort of formulaic people. So Mark Ronson's songs, I can't remember the name of the song now, but there's even a really silly song he does, which is a bicycle song, which is partly in French. You know, it's so like really almost like a, a children's rhyme. You know, it's that it's that daft. But this particular song is um it's called uh, Stop Me, which um obviously given that he's a, a producer, he tends to have guest artists on his on his songs. Uh he's not an artist I'd I'd actually um come across before, but I think his delivery on this particular song is is superb. A guy called Daniel Merriweather. Uh I just think, you know, the pitch he sings in. Mm-hmm. I just think the song is um it's obviously quite a sad song i actually looked at the lyrics last night um and they're you know they're really quite hard hitting uh cutting edge uh lyrics you know it's not it's not a happy song um but i think it's it's one of those songs which uh every time i listen to it it's sort of you know it's one of those songs that gets inside you you know and it's it's compelling you know without being a stuck record about my lyrics you know i just think um uh you know I, I particularly like the lyric uh nothing's changed i still love you but only slightly less than i used to mm. i just i, I just mm. i just think that's uh the way it, the way it's woven in and if you actually look at the lyrics um some of the some of the construction of the lyrics into the into the set sentence are extremely imaginative you know you wouldn't you, it's almost like it's you know it's, it's quite hard to 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 see someone putting words like that into a song but obviously he sings the way it's sung it just it totally works so uh, it's a it's a re- one of my one of my favorite songs actually um so uh, we're gonna play it today with stop me by daniel merriweather produced by mark ronson and written by
0: Yeah, as you know, I said to you yesterday. Love, love the song. For me, um, it was a very, it was a moment where it was something different uh, to everything else that was out there. Uh, Mark Ronson's produced on so many. I was just reading the list of artists: Lily Allen, Adele, Estelle, um, Bruno Mars. uh, Like you said, Amy Winehouse, Robbie Williams. The list goes on. He's he's obviously uh, star-studded with the people that he's produced and 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 written for. And. interestingly, uh, Daniel Merriweather has done a song called Red, which uh, is really good as well. I do encourage people to check that out. That's a a really nice one. And it's uh, on our playlist, too. Uh, But yeah, great song today, Paul. Really like that one. Uh, Thank you very much indeed, uh, Mark,
2: for your company today. As always, really enjoyed having you on. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, thanks. Thanks for allowing me to come on and, and talk about Super Chickens. It's a pleasure. Yeah,
0: we, we we both wondered where you were going at the very beginning of this show. I'm not going to lie; we were both uh, looking at each other and say, "Where's he going with this one?" But we allowed you to do it, so it's fine.
1: I did watch Wonderful. a program about super chickens in America, and, and all these chickens actually were bald. They were. Um, They've been genetically produced not to have any feathers. Oh right, right. Uh, it was quite quite um, bizarre to see all these um, apparently alopecian chickens. Um, and obviously, they couldn't go out in the sun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Made them much easier to roast, though. Apparently, yeah. although they apparently they they they, they, they were they browned already. To being alive at the time.
0: Yeah. Paul, thank you for your company as as right, well. I'm not
1: Chinese, I should add. <laughs> that was my little dig at the Chinese there. Uh, they were.
0: I, I, I thank you for coming on, Paul, and um, as always for your your uh, wonderful contribution uh, to the show. Okay. Um, right. Uh, we're back tomorrow at twelve thirty. Mark is off to watch his. Sans moi. Yes. Sans moi. What's that? Sans moi. Without me. Yes. Without you. Yes. We're back tomorrow. We're back tomorrow though at twelve thirty. Mark is off to watch his makeup video uh, on YouTube. I'm uh, just going to check that. I'm going to watch Chicken Run, and um, we're all going to go and do other things. Uh, thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow at twelve thirty.
3: Stop me, oh, 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 stop me Stop me if you think that you've heard this one before Stop me, oh, 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 stop me Stop me if you think that you've heard this one before Nothing's changed, I still love you Oh, I still love you But only slightly, only slightly less than I used to I love